Welcome to Get Connected with Bishop Israel Adey Ajala. We appreciate you joining us live via Facebook, KLTT Online, and on 670 AM KLTT. And to our listening audience on KLDC Online and on 1220 AM KLDC. Also, you can watch Get Connected via Adey Ajala Ministries on YouTube. For those viewing on Facebook, please share Bishop Ajala's message with others so that they too can be blessed. We invite you to call in or email us your prayer requests. You may call 720-859-1737 or email us at info at kcconline.org. Now, let's get ready to hear the word of faith. Here is Bishop Ajala. In the letter of Paul to the Ephesians, he started with a prayer after the general salutation of which he greeted them, he blessed them, he said, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I also bring that greetings to you, brothers and sisters. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We, are, we started the journey on the authority of believers last Friday. And uh, I remember telling you that you, we need knowledge of who we are if we are going to operate in the authority that we already have. But before I go into it, I want to bless you with the word of grace and peace. Grace means unmerited favor, but way more than that. It means caris. It means joy. It means pleasure. I pray all this over you in this era of pandemic. I want to say to you that God is going to heal you if you are listening to me and you've been affected with the coronavirus. I pray grace and peace over the nations of the world, especially United States of America and the enemy, the angel of death that the enemy has released over this nation. In the name of Jesus, we are stopping his work. In fact, we declare his work over in the name of Jesus Christ. You see, David, the Bible says Satan pushed David to number Israel against the word of God. So David went ahead and numbered Israel. After David numbered Israel, God was angry with David, and, the, and how did God bring it out? By killing thousands of people that David was leading. Could it be that our leadership needs to come back to truth of who God is? Because David was chosen by God, 
David was a man after God's own heart, but when he was trying to be God, when he was trying to go against the word of God in the name of God, God showed up and, and David had to go to God and God said, I want you to, to take three things. Either you fall into the hands of your enemy or you fall into the hands of man or you fall into my hand. Take one. This was after thousands of people have died. And David said, please don't let me fall into the hands of man. Let me fall into your hand. And the Bible says, and the plague ceased. Everything that is happening in our world today has to do with the leadership. Whether the leadership of the church or the leadership of the nation. Without pointing finger, every leader, whether of the country or of the church, we need to come back and apologize to our people. We need to repent of our self-righteousness that we go around looking at any other person that does not belong to come under our wallet as sinners. We need to go back to God, myself inclusive. I'm not pointing finger at anybody. <clears throat> this is the time we must look into our conscience and say, are we going to continue in our pride and watch people to die? Or are we going to say enough is enough? God of mercy, have mercy on us. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. If he dealt with David the way he dealt with David then, and he took it on the innocent people. Could it be that's what we are facing also today? I am challenging all of us, every believer, every Christian leader, every political leader, from the president in the White House to the youngest one on the street. It is time we repent and stop this self-righteous living. It's a farce. It's not true. You are saved by grace. It is time we return to the Lord. The Bible says, come, let us return to the Lord, for he will hear us. Let's confess our sin to the Lord, for he will heal us. Let's stop pointing fingers. Let's look inward. Let, it's me, it's me, it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Not anybody. It starts with us, the people of God. Then let's take it to the politicians and let this plague stop. That's why I start today with grace and peace to you. The authority that God has given us as believers, we have not used it. In fact, we are afraid to use it. The church is afraid to use it. Why are we afraid to use it? Because we know down inside our God. We have reduced the kingdom of God to come under politicians. And we know, unless you are not born again, that's the only thing your conscience will not talk to you and say, we, the church, we are the problem of the world. We're supposed to be the solution. We're supposed to be the solution. We're supposed to be the solution. How can we say we have all these prophets who are prophet profiteering all over, and yet they can't call on God and say enough is enough of this plague. 
You only prophesy to people who will give you money and send money to you. What kind of prophecy you are giving? It is time we all, including me, I'm not pointing finger to anybody, I include myself in this. When I hear the number of people dying every day, that shatters my heart. And if it does not break the heart of any pastor, such a pastor is not a pastor, he's a wolf in the midst of the sheep. It should break our hearts to the extent that we must be ready to say, let's do something. Let's cry together. Let's shout to the Lord. We, our lives should not be reduced to politics. Our lives should not be reduced to politicians. If you do that, you are a wicked pastor. It's time we call ourselves and cry to our God and say, enough is enough, O Lord. Save us, O Lord. We are tired of it. We repent. We repent. And let's stop lying about what God didn't say and say God said it. Let's stop it. People may clap for you, but you are smelling in the nostril of God. People may call you big guy, and you may be flying first class or even have a private jet and be flying around. But you have no seat in the kingdom of God until you repent and, may, and come to the place where every life that dies shatters your heart. Whether they believe in Christ or not is not the issue. Christ died for all. And if Christ died for all and he called us as pastors, as prophets, as evangelists, as, as people that talks for God, it is high time we all call a solemn assembly. It is time churches gather to pray and put an end to this pandemic if my People who are called by my name will humble themselves. That is where our problem is. We don't want to humble ourselves. We still want to go around with our title. And as if the title is what brings us kingdom entitlement. Your title does not make God gives you any entitlement. It is your humility. If my people. We are continuing on the subject of authority of believer. Paul prayed. He said, I know of your faith and I know of your love. He said, but I am praying for you in verse 14. Then in verse 17, that God of our Lord Jesus Christ will give you spirit of wisdom and knowledge, spirit of Sophia and epignosis, the spirit of Sophia and knowledge, knowing God intimately, not just knowing about God, but knowing God intimately. Let me tell you something. I know about the president of United States. I know about them. I read about them. I know about uh, Abraham Lincoln. I've read so much about him, but I don't know him. I never met him. You can know about people. And you can even preach sermon about somebody. And yet you never know the person intimately. I am today particular with pastors, evangelists, prophets, and all those that are using the name of the Lord. And, 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 and you are not crying. It's not shattering your heart. And people dying has just become statistics to your ear. You are not a shepherd. You are a wolf in shepherd's clothing. Because David said, listen, 
When a bear came into the yard, I ran after the bear. When a lion came, I ran after the lion. I killed both the bear and the lion. David, as a shepherd, was willing to risk his own life to protect his sheep. It is only we Christians that throw our sheep to the lion, the lion of politicians, and let them kill them. As long as we are riding private jets and we have our big churches, that is not the reason God called you. You can, you can take the whole world and lost Jesus. God is asking all of us to return, return to the stronghold, return to the place of prayer. I am, God woke me up and said to me, I am sending you as a voice to the nations. Tell them, if they call on me, I will answer them. And I will show them great and mighty things that we know they know nothing about. We have enough religion to cause us to hate one another. But we don't have enough Christ to make us love one another. Do you hear what I just said? We have enough religion, Christian religion, to make us hate one another. To make us hate one another. But we don't have enough Christ and his glory in our life to make us love one another. What manner of love is this? That's what I read in the Bible. That a man will lay down his life for his friends. But what do we do today? We slaughter each other. We badmouth each other. We, we run to our own cocoon. My church is bigger than your church. Your church is bigger than my church. We compare our sin. My sin is not as bad as that one. Christ died for everybody and every pastor, every prophet, every evangelist, anyone that collect offering and tithe from people. If, you, if your heart is not shattered, you are a wolf in sheep's clothing. If your heart shatters enough, you should be able to say enough of, enough of this, including me. That's why our kingdom connection, we have started calling on God again and again. Enough, enough is enough. Save us, O Lord. We have no time to be pointing finger. It must start from us. When we stop pointing fingers, God will step in. When we, when we humble ourselves, God will step in. Even if they don't know Christ, they shouldn't die because the reason Christ has not come is so that all may come to the knowledge of him. Then he will come. He doesn't want to come when people are dying left, right, and center. Enough is enough. We must come together. I'll be right back after this. Thank you, Bishop. Listeners, I know you are like me right now. And my heart is crying out and saying, it's me. It's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer and calling for repentance from my heart unto the Lord. Bishop, thank you for that word of thank grace you. and peace. And that word that has touched our hearts and positioned our hearts to a place of repentance. Listeners and viewers, we know you want to hear more and more is coming. But first, we have some very important announcements. As we are excited as can be to announce that Kingdom Connection is now open for our in-person services on Sundays. Service times are 830 10 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. All of our in-person services will follow CDC guidelines. 
Today at Kingdom Connection Christian Center, we will be giving away free groceries. Yes, and you are welcome to come to our drive-through and walk-up food bank until 2 p.m. and every Thursday from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Kingdom Connection is located at 1391 Oswego Street in Aurora, Colorado. We are off of Colfax and Oswego or Peoria and 14th Streets. For more information, give us a call at 720-859-1737. Also, you can join us live on live stream for all of our services. Yes, you can join us on Facebook at Bishop Israel Ade Ajala and on YouTube at Ade Ajala Ministries. Join us tonight at 7 p.m., Sunday at 8.30, 10 a.m., and 11.30 a.m., and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. And you can support this radio ministry to reach more people by going to adeajala.org. That's A-D-E-A-J-A-L-A.org and click on Donate. Every donation is tax deductible. Bishop, thank you again for that rhema word from God calling us to repent and return. Bishop, what word can you share with our listeners and our viewers today to really share what true repentance looks like? Wow. True repentance, because the way you have already put it, you already divided it. There is true repentance and there is False repentance. False repentance is when people say, I am sorry, but they don't change anything. True repentance will bring about godly sorrow that will bring about change. Repentance is bigger than just change action. Changing of action is the symptom of repentance. But the root cause of repentance is changing thinking. The way we think about God, the way we think about ourselves, the way we think about our brothers and sisters has a lot of weight about the way we react or act towards them. If I look at you, Pastor Annette, and I think you are a threat, then all I want to do is to find a way either to avoid or eliminate you. The same with you if you think I am a threat. But if I look at you and I, in my, my thinking, I look at you as a blessing. All I will be thinking is how to be of more of a blessing or to protect you. You see, the church needs to come back to a new way of thinking. Our way of thinking in the past, up to this time, has been very selfish. We have been very selfish. In fact, we are so selfish that it does not pain us. We are not, it doesn't cause us any pain when we see members of our church demonstrating an open ignorance to the word of God. It doesn't pain us no more. We will just talk as if it's normal. But these are the same people that Christ died for. Repentance, genuine repentance means, number one, returning to God. Number two, changing the way you think 
And the way you think will not change until the word of God is in you. That is why Paul was praying for the spirit of wisdom and knowledge. In other words, if you want a change, it's not something you alone can do by yourself. You need the person of the Holy Spirit to make the word of God come alive inside you. And that will now open your eyes to see like Christ sees. Listen, we all need a second touch. We, we want to repent, ask God to touch you again, wherever you may be. There was a man that was blind and he came to Jesus and Jesus touched his eyes. He, he said, what do you see? The man said, I saw men walking like tree. Jesus didn't let him go. Jesus had to touch him again. You know one thing that that, that passage showed me? A lot of Christians are seeing men like trees. When you see men like trees, you cut them down. When you see men like trees, you use them. When you see men like trees, you don't value them. When you see men like trees, you chop them into pieces. Jesus says, I will not let you go. See men like trees. He touched him again. And the man said, I can see clearly now. I am praying for you. I am praying for you and your family and your church and your pastor. Everyone that, 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 that we will have a second touch. Because the church and Christians have been seen, their fellow Christians as trees. Things to be used and abandoned. Things, people, things to cut down. They, they, don't, they don't see the value. Look, every single person in the world is so valuable that Christ died for them. Whether they accept Christ or not, immaterial yet. But Christ died for them. Somebody was telling me, he said, well, you, you always, uh, you, you always uh, uh, seem as if you, you are lenient with people that sin. I said, Christ didn't die for Cologne. He died for the stench on the street. Why we were yet sinners. Why we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. We need to begin to ask God to flood our heart, our soul, and our spirit with the love of God. Because when the love of God envelopes us and, 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 and submerges us, we will begin to love like God. We will begin to treat people like God. We will treat them. We will not, I mean, look at what we have gone through as a nation in the United States. As we, as we were being pummeled with the coronavirus, then the racial tension was growing at the same time. And everybody is saying, where are the leaders? Where are the leaders? Where are the leaders? And the leaders are AWOL. And nobody was going to speak the heart of God, but their emotion or their political alignment. If that is what the church has become, we all need another touch. If you are seeing other people from your political alignment alone, I don't care the size of your church, you need another touch. Because you are looking at people like trees, and you do not see the value of Christ in them. If you see people just by their color alone, you need another touch. 
because you don't see them the way God sees them. I am not saying you should not see color because God created them in various colors and that is what brings beauty to God's uh, uh, creation. But he never treats us according to our color. He treats us according to our conduct and character and our heart towards him and towards fellow men. I call on us, everyone that is called, calling the name of the Lord, ask God for another touch that you begin to see like God sees. Not the way that my man sees, not the way television wants you to see. I don't believe whether it is Fox News or CNN. They see from the natural. We must be able to see from the eyes of God so we can bring peace and grace to the land that God already purposed in his heart to be an example for the whole world. And that is the nation of United States of America. And if you are from another country, you must also pray for your own country that God will open your eyes. Paul said that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. We all need another touch. Another touch that will bring us to the place that we can shout like, eh, like, like, like that old song. It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Father, I pray for your people as I release them into your grace. I ask that your peace and your grace rest upon this land and upon the nations of the world as we conquer the enemy called coronavirus, that your grace and your glory will be manifest all over the world. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.